I'll give you an example of just one thing. So a very large meta-analysis recently came out looking at cruciferous vegetables and cancer. And those have a substance called sulforaphane. And um, that's been shown to be very preventative of cancer. And so in this large meta-analysis, basically the, the authors came out and said, those people that have three to four servings a week of cruciferous vegetables across the board of all cancers, lower their cancer risk by 40%. Hello and welcome to the Health Detective Podcast by Functional Diagnostic Nutrition. We bring you interviews from people who have conquered the trickiest of health challenges using the functional diagnostic nutrition philosophy and similar healing modalities. You're going to hear from experts who have been through the ringer with their health issues and yet managed to come out on the other side. If you're interested in natural healing and or functional medicine, congrats, you are in the right place. You can always visit us at functionaldiagnosticnutrition.com, but for now, here is today's episode. Well, hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Health Detective Podcast by Functional Diagnostic Nutrition. My name is Evan Transu, a.k.a. Detective Ev, and I will be your host for today's show. We're talking to this guy, Stephen Abbey, who is really on to something here. Really, really fun episode. This guy, his scheduler for podcasts sent me this sheet, right, because... If you guys do podcasts, you might actually know this. What will happen is you'll kind of get this media sheet showing what the person's about, what they've done, and all this stuff. And so Stephen has a scheduler that sent stuff over. And it, the, the sheet itself was all about micronutrients and eating good foods and all this kind of stuff. Now, when I saw this, I was so ignorant, to be honest, because a lot of the sheets that get sent to you in the functional space are about nutrition and stuff like that. And it just seems generic. But again, I'm the one that's being ignorant here. Because something about it, even though I'm like, oh, I know this, quote unquote, so also a little bit arrogant with this. I'm like, ah, okay, I just have a good feeling about this guy, we'll bring him on. He takes the nutrition side to such a deep level. It is so cool. There were at least five or six different things that I learned from this podcast alone. It might be even more than that, but I can think of those off the top of my head uh, just from listening to this guy. So one, it goes to show don't judge by stupid media sheets because just because you think you know that stuff doesn't mean you actually do. And two, you guys are going to love the episode. I am just going to read his bio and then we're going to get right into it today. Stephen Abbey has taken a novel approach to the health and wellness industry with the establishment of SOS Nutrients, a Santa Barbara-based smoothie company. Stephen's interdisciplinary background, featuring degrees in economics and psychology from the University of Colorado, has allowed him to develop comprehensive understandings of economy, politics, and healthcare. His diverse career encompasses significant roles such as co-owner of Neighborhood Power Incorporated, a solar development company that achieved $40 million in back orders in 2016, as well as owner and co-founder of Allied Logistics, a Ventura-based aerospace manufacturing and exporting firm that was awarded Small Business Exporter of the Year in 2003. In addition to his entrepreneurial pursuits, Stephen has demonstrated a commitment to philanthropy by co-founding the nonprofit organization Adopt-A-Pet in 1996. The initiative has since facilitated homes for over 2 million pets and increased its annual operating budget to over $2 million. His innovative approach to the health and wellness industry, exemplified by SOS Nutrients, showcases the potential for further advancements in the field driven by sustain, uh, sustainable and wholesome product development. Just to be clear, so I really don't sound arrogant, I didn't know all this stuff prior to having him on the podcast. I only saw all of this afterwards. So again, you guys are going to love this, and I am glad to be wrong that this is not just some generic nutrition advice. Without further ado, let's get to today's episode. All right. Hello there, Stephen, and welcome to the Health Detective Podcast. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. A little jealous that you're out in uh, California, but that's okay. I'm, I'm jealous of a lot of our practitioners out in California. I think I'm only only a few more people away from telling me that they're out there for me to get out there myself. But with that said, when I hear to talk about the 
wonderful weather in California. What we are here to talk about is uh, something kind of interesting. And I'm, I'm fascinated by what we were just talking about off air with the label side and how, you know, there's synthetic versus the naturals um, in terms of the supplements, vitamins, ingredients that are being thrown in. Because I think this is something that admittedly, I have some stuff to learn about. And I'm sure it tricks many other practitioners out there as well. Uh, but before we even get there, Everyone that listens regularly knows I love to figure out how the guest got into this space because very few people do it by accident. Uh, it's normally, at least in the so much as it, it becomes intentional based on experiences that they had, whether it's health-wise or just things that they learned. So um, how did you get into the to this space? What was going on? Did you have health issues or did you see something that was just a huge gap in uh, the supplement space? Well, I started out with health issues and then I saw the gap later. Um, but I had really serious psoriasis, uh, along with reactive hypoglycemia, along with chronic fatigue. I was just, I was not doing well. And when I would go to a doctor, um, they might have kind of a, a, a type of treatment that's very short term, but it wasn't any long term, like for psoriasis, if any of your listeners know. It is not an easy thing. And there are drugs that work, but it required a liver biopsy because uh, it can destroy your liver. And that's a legitimate possibility. And even if it doesn't show on the liver biopsy to be destroying it, it it's still doing damage. And so after the first liver biopsy, I was like, okay, so I'll never do that again. But I just started looking into my, and really seeing what could be done for um all of my conditions. And I ended up becoming fascinated with what was available in terms of all these studies that nobody seems to be paying attention to, or a lot of people don't. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then I started going outside of my own health issues and going into cancer and heart disease, diabetes, autoimmune conditions, and these fascinating studies that were just not being utilized, um, even by a lot of practitioners, which would just kind of shocked me. And then the thing that put it, me over the edge was several years ago, um, a couple of really close friends had what I would say are preventable diseases where I helped them go through the last months of their life. And I was part of their, of their team of people supporting them. Mm -hmm. And uh, it just decimated me and to the point where I could not see an easy way to get them really good nutrition um, in a simple form that they could take. And in the end, I just decided I'm going to make one because I, one, let's prevent these things from happening if we can, uh, in a simple way. And then two, um, if somebody does have something, let's give them really everything in the, the toolbox to support it. So that's the reason why I designed what I, what I did. Okay. A few things there. I actually, I got to jump to this first. Not that I want to get too dramatic right into the podcast, but I'm really passionate about this. I can tell that you are pretty much anyone that listens, you know, we're, again, we're here for a reason with this. What you just talked about with you, you seeing these people, I mean, come to the end of their life with preventable diseases. I think that's what ends up happening to a lot of us, whether we are consciously thinking about this every day or not, but in our space, it's one thing when people like I had cystic acne, I had anxiety, depression. I'm not lessening those things, but you know, I was I was stable at one point. I was suffering, but I was say stable. I was good. I wasn't at any risk of, of passing away from that by any means. When you start to realize that there are people out there that actually, yeah, they left this earth early or they suffered for 10, 20 years needlessly because they aren't getting the right information. They're never told about these studies or they're never given the action steps that would be um, concluded from the studies themselves. That's sad to me, right? Like I want to make the most out of the time here. I want to feel good for as long as I can because it's very short, passes very quickly, it seems. And so I just, I really respect that, right? Like you see these people at the end of their life and like, all right, how can I do something uh, ideally to prevent it, but at the very least to give them the nutrition that they need simply if they're in that state. Um, rewinding that even a little bit though, you had talked about, you had these health conditions. So were, you weren't in the health space before those conditions though, were you, or you were in a completely different field? Uh, no, I had a business manufacturing and exporting aircraft components. So totally different space. <laughs> um, and, but it ended up becoming my passion and I ended up, uh, basically training with some naturopathic doctors, um, here in Santa Barbara, 
where I was going in and we would be working together um, and where I was just helping them out in terms of, and then I would do the research on what they were doing. And to me, it was ended up being a fascinating time. I had my day job of this really intense uh, aerospace company. And then I would come back and just do my passion and I would do it for free just because I was interested. Right. Hmm. And, um, and I'd gotten my own health uh, dialed in and now I was just like, whoa, what else is there? Like this was kind of interesting. And uh, so, yeah, so that's what, um, that's how I got into it and really went down that path of learning uh, on it. So uh, yeah. Awesome. So yeah, it's like this, um, this space is a space stealer. Like we steal people from other spaces. It can, doesn't matter what the job is. Obviously that is completely different than the health space. And you know, you find yourself with these issues and if you're blessed enough to get those solutions, man, it, it's all consuming in the best way, right? You become so positively obsessed with this and just wanting to share this with other people that um, I think that's why we look like health mutts to half the people we talk to. I'm like, I don't want you to get it because I don't want you to go through this stuff. But man, uh, it's actually a really great way to live when you wake up every day and you're excited to do what you want to do. So you have the health issues in a completely different field um, and you're doing stuff on yourself. You're getting better, which is amazing. And then eventually you're you're deciding that you kind of want to venture into the space. If I'm clear, this is the first time actually going into the space as a, as a business, I suppose, or as a worker in some way with the SOS nutrients. Is that correct? Like you weren't doing coaching or anything before that? No, I've been doing coaching for years, but, uh, but I didn't set up a product and that coaching was usually friends and family. And, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes people would come out, but to me, again, it was my passion. I would literally give away my time for free. <laughs> so gotcha. like I was just, I would go and help people. And the thing is, is like these diseases that are so prevalent and like rampant, like diabetes, like hypertension, I'll, I'll just say they are very treatable. What it's just almost, almost simplistic. Uh, I'm, I, I shouldn't make it that way. It's not for every situation, but if say somebody has diabetes, if they change their lifestyle and then they add some nutraceuticals to their diet and they create a really good base of nutrition, I have yet to see somebody's that blood sugar. Let's say I have a friend of mine, Tamara, who had a nine, 9.5 A1C. Her numbers went down too low after, in terms of her 24 hour um, blood glucose monitor. Her numbers were going down into you know, 55 at night. And, but it would never get over like 115 during the day, even after a meal. Like mm-hmm. if somebody knows what 9.5 A1C is, you know, before that time she was averaging 180. And, you know, the, the thing is, is these are like, if you take real nutrition, if somebody is motivated, you can turn that around in, in almost every case I've seen. It's just a matter of motivation and having the information that somebody can apply. And to me, I just get so excited by that because we have the the power to to undo that and the reason the the reason that is causing it is the real question like obesity and uh diabetes and all these things why are we having such massive influxes of that right and I, I appreciate the polite way of saying that because I, I, I get what you're doing, right? There's It can almost be shocking the first time someone hears that. If they're listening and they happen to click on our show today and maybe they don't know anything about the space and they listen with type 2 diabetes or whatever, it can almost be a shocking statement to hear that. But yeah, for whatever it's worth, there are many conditions that people walk around and if I ask them, is this... Oh, I won't use the word curable, but is this something that can be consistently put into remission or whatever? They'll say no. And it's like, well, we do that 95% of the time, right? You know, and you're, and you're doing it consistently too. So it, it is, it's a paradigm shifting uh, thing for people. So with SOS Nutrients, you know, obviously there's a million different companies out there. But uh, again, I, I was fascinated by some of the stuff that um, your scheduler had sent over because I'm like, all right, this guy actually really seems like he's taking it to the next level. So I'll just, I'll give you the floor with that. I mean, what makes your product different than so many of these other ones on the market, even the ones that might look healthier or more natural? Well, so I spent a lot of time looking into this. So I'll I'll just say I have never seen one of these things, which is there are many products that are comprehensive, but I've never seen one that's, uh, that's not synthetic if they're fully comprehensive. 
and I've seen, you know, a bunch of products that are natural, but none of them are comprehensive. They might have vitamin C or they might have vitamin E, or in some cases they'll even have a, a multivitamin that's fairly whole foods, right? Mm -hmm. But I know the source and I tested that source and that's, well, there's one major one. I, I won't name their name, but I, I actually, I sent an email. I won't go down that path, but it's <laughs> unfortunate. There's adulterations there, but the bottom line is, is what I did is I put together a product that is every item is whole food. So an example, the iodine, instead of potassium iodine, which is a synthetic form of iodine, which is in almost every product that has iodine, I have a blend of three organic kelps from Iceland, far away from any industrialized centers, right? Mm -hmm. So vitamin C, instead of ascorbic acid or calcium ascorbate or liposomal vitamin C, which are all have a base of ascorbic acid, which are asynthetic, right? I have a blend of berries, freeze-dried organic berries, and it's way more expensive. It's 20 times more expensive than me buying ascorbic acid. It's 45 for the iodine I just mentioned. I have a, you know, a um, guava leaf extract, an organic one from India for the, the zinc. Um, that's 35 times more than what, you know, zinc gluconate. So it's a very expensive way to do it, but it's all whole foods. It's in natural balanced amounts that your body can assimilate or let go, but it's in gentle whole food ways with all the cofactors uh, there. And as well, it's nine different components, right? It's besides for all the RDA stuff that I just mentioned, vitamin A, vitamin B, all the B vitamins and et cetera, et cetera. You also have a blend of organic mushrooms uh, and a full dose, two grams. If you know what that means, that's a full dose of mushrooms for the day. And you have a, a full dose of greens and berries and, uh, and prebiotics and probiotics and enzymes and botanicals. It's nine major components. So, and the, the original product is without any flavorings or sweeteners. So I have people mix it into a smoothie. So now if they make a healthy smoothie and they add this in, it's a life changing experience. It's not a, just, you're taking your average multivitamin, but it does take effort takes effort to make that smoothie. But if somebody does that correctly, and I have really good recipes on my website, you have major shifts. And I'm proving that now with a, with a bunch of studies that I'm doing just here locally in Santa Barbara, just taking before and after. And if somebody on this podcast wants to do a challenge, they can get a hold of me and we'll come up with what it is. And if it doesn't meet the numbers that we say uh, at better or that or better, it's all free. Awesome. I love that. I love the conviction with it. Um, what's actually interesting, Stephen, and, and this is why I, I think I had a huge appeal to um, your guys' stuff and what you're doing. I don't think many people on this show even realize this because I've been hosting it for two and a half years. The whole way that I got introduced into any form of natural medicine is I got into a sales company at 18. Now, I had like seven different diagnosed conditions. I, I felt like hell, but I wanted to get around good people. I made some bad decisions in high school. I was just trying to get that straightened out. Now, they were in a sales company. It was like one of those network marketing, affiliate marketing type of things. So I didn't give a crap what the product was about at the time. I cared that they were super motivated people that weren't going out, doing drugs, getting drunk every single weekend. I needed people who were focused to help, help me out. Now, what was interesting is the product that they sold, and looking back, I'm sure plenty of it was synthetic. So this just shows you how much benefit extra you could get from actually good sourcing. It was a high potency multivitamin that was also mixed into like energy drinks, quote unquote energy drinks. It was more just like lower dose caffeine. It was supposedly healthy. That's what they labeled it as. Anyway, not the point. We were doing these sales events all summer long. And so we're drinking like two or three of these every single day. And we're drinking the shots that they have and all this stuff. Now, I'm not thinking twice. I just want to hang around the cool people, right? And what happened after like a month of this, it started to feel really good. And I wasn't thinking at that time too much. I wasn't analyzing it that much. I move on. Two months goes by. I still feel really good. Now, I contributed this, of course, to being around the most amazing people I'd ever met. I figure, well, yeah, you're the people that you surround yourself with. That, that's why I feel this way. But then the sales group kind of died out. And we stopped consuming the product. All of us still remained friends. Some of these people are still my best friends to this day, nine years later. About a month after I stopped using that product, I felt the depression creep back in. 
and I felt the panic, the panic attacks start to creep back in. And I, I'm sure I did not use such a technical term at the time, but I had this thought that went something along the lines of, do nutraceuticals have something to do with my health? Like no one had ever introduced this concept to me. I'd never had anyone in my life. And I did the same thing that you did, probably less in depth than you did. But I went online and just started researching this. I'm like, there's studies on all of this stuff. Like why is no one saying to me that I don't necessarily, not 100% of the time, but I don't necessarily need a Xanax or an SSRI. I might need these certain things to help me actually feel good. So I, we, we really get into the weeds in functional medicine. There's fancy labs. You got people on carnivore diet, on this diet, whatever. But sometimes the basic, seemingly basic stuff with the nutrients actually really matters. So my question for you next is outside of the the obvious, because I actually don't think many people can explain this, outside of the obvious where it's like, why would I not want a more natural source than not? What are some of the issues with the synthetic stuff? Because like, are there direct side effects? Is it an assimilation issue as you kind of already alluded to? Like, what are some of the big problems with getting ascorbic acid versus vitamin C from a whole food source? Well, uh, ascorbic acid uh, is, a, is a good one to actually go on because there's so much information on, but there's on everything. And so I'll give you an example with ascorbic acid. So ascorbic acid used to be manufactured in a lab in New Jersey and 90% of the world's supply was made out there. That's all moved over to China. Now 95% of the world's supply is made in China. And um, the way that they manufacture, there are actually a couple of different ways, but the main supplier with the patented process, the, the way they do it is they take high fructose corn syrup, they put it under incredible pressure, incredible heat, they do an acetone wash, and then they neutralize it with hydrochloric acid. And in the end, you have a molecule that is chemically identical to what you find in nature. However, by itself, it will not even cure scurvy. Uh, it has no vitamin activity on its own. It has got to have the bioflavonoids and cofactors to work. Otherwise, it doesn't have any um, it doesn't have any ability to have vitamin activity. Now, I have on my website a study that compares dietary vitamin C and um, and progression towards heart disease and uh, supplemental vitamin C. And supplemental, the more people took, the faster they were moving towards heart disease, whereas the dietary was shown to be protective, albeit a weak protective effect, but it was a protective effect as opposed to moving you faster towards heart disease. And it was as people took more and more, it was moving them faster and faster. In fact, the highest dose was moving them three times faster towards heart disease than if somebody didn't take it at all. So, and then, so there have now been tons of studies on this. I'll give you another one, beta carotene. So beta carotene can be made from a petroleum product, right? And so it's beta carotene, I think for most people, at least in my mind, before I knew this, it sounds like a really healthy thing. You know, oh yeah, we all need beta carotene. We've all heard how good it is, right? But there was a study done on smokers because beta carotene was shown to be protective of people getting um, lung cancer. So they're like, oh, all these smokers, we'll test it on them because a good number of them are going to develop lung cancer. Mm -hmm. So they did a double blind placebo controlled study. And once they unblinded it, because it was going to continue on, once they unblinded it, they were like, uh, we can't continue to do this. This is unethical. We have to stop the study. And now if you think about it, it's actually not hard. So one, you take something, you make it totally unlike anything in nature and you give it in these massive doses that has never happened. So one, you've isolated it now. It's not part of a, a normal food structure. And now you're giving it in this huge amount. And there are, you, you don't ever get uh, beta carotene like that in nature. It's a, it's usually part of a much bigger complex that your body can gently utilize in the way that it wants to. And, um, and there are, you know, hundreds of carotenoids. And so you've chosen to take one carotenoid and take this huge amount. So to me, natural medicine, really, you, to a great degree, you almost always want to be using uh, a whole food or an extract where it comes from a whole fruit, but it's not isolated down to it's just uh, the one component. Wow. First of all, phenomenal answer. That was great. I'm glad I asked. You need to go so long on that, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm like, all right, that's great. Uh, well, one thing you just got me with admittedly is I, I just don't, 
I, I think right now it's not a, I'm not trying to get political with it, but I, I don't think we need to be supporting China in any excessive way. So just that alone, I'm like, all right, well, I'll be a little more careful next time. Right. Um, with the vitamin C thing, if I was going to buy a high dose one, uh, because admittedly, I, I had been using the ascorbic acid. I had heard some counters to some of this stuff where it didn't seem to be as big of a deal. But one, I don't even I don't I want to stay focused on science, but I don't even need science to know that nature obviously did not intend that to be manufactured in a lab. I do not need science to know that. And so it's just intuitively common sense to me that what you're suggesting and what you offer makes a, it just seems like a safer, better option. And I don't want to be ignorant here, but I'll throw it out there. So obviously a lot of the higher quality brands, like, well, I won't say that. I actually might get in trouble. They add the bioflavonoids to the the product. And I'm guessing now, okay, that's to make it actually work. But is that still incomplete then for something like a whole food source? So... Um... If it was, so a couple of different things on that. So one, does it work? Yes, it's going to work way better. Is it ideal? No, in my opinion, it's a synthetic mixed with some other things that are going to make it so that it's going to be used more like in nature. But um, I think the, I think the body reacts differently. And the study I just mentioned where they were looking at heart disease and progression so people were eating things that would have all of those cofactors, and yet the people having more and more supplemental vitamin C was moving faster and faster towards it. Hmm. So, but you know, it's, I bet it's better by far. It would be my guess, but I don't know that, but I, I won't say all synthetic uses. So in cancer treatment, they use ascorbic acid and they inject it into your veins. You've probably heard about this yep. and up to a hundred grams a day or pretty much the top end. And what they do oftentimes is they put a plasma, a high oxygen plasma, because on the site of the cancer, it actually creates hydrogen peroxide. And so it needs the, the extra oxygen to be able to do that. But you're doing that now like a drug. That is not daily nutrition. That is using it as a drug. So to me, um, as close to whole foods as I can get is always the way that I'm going to go. I won't say that there's never a time to play, take uh, a synthetic vitamin or mineral, but for daily nutrition, I would definitely stay away from it. And the more that you can stay with natural substances like a turmeric or like an omla powder or like any of these sort of things for specific treatments, the better, in my opinion, because your body knows how to utilize those. Uh, well, that's a great point. I, I Thank you for your objectivity with that, because I would imagine this is where I always try to ask questions to see where the audience would be going. And the first thing I'm thinking, especially with the vitamin C thing is like for myself, I had a, a COVID protocol that I got from someone else, um, a, a PhD, and it worked phenomenally for my family and stuff. But of course, we would not be doing those doses every day. And at the same time, you know, I got an IV nutrient place down the road for me that for you know, a few hundred dollars, they're going to do the hundred grams of, I don't think they actually offer a hundred grams of vitamin C there, but it's something extraordinarily high that cancer patients do come in and get sometimes. But again, you, you use the key word, you're using it like a drug. That is a treatment is at that time, the pros outweigh the cons, but no one wants to be doing that on a daily basis. Uh, you have cancer though. You got to do what you got to do. So I think that's, um, I think that's a really fair take with it. Now, one thing that you had said to me right before we got on and I really am interested in this because I think as health professionals, especially FDNs, we want to believe that we're so much better at reading the labels and stuff. And sure, we know when we see a vegetable oil, terrible. We are looking out for manufactured in a facility that also processes wheat if we're dealing with a patient or client rather with celiac disease. Fine. Uh, but you, you seemed pretty adamant in the idea that perhaps like even these natural people might not be aware of how to actually read the label in relationship to what we're talking about today. So how do the manufacturers kind of trick some people on those labels or are people just not looking for what you're referring to at all? Well, they almost always put it right on the label, but you have to know what to look for. So if you see zinc gluconate, that gluconate, that A-T-E at the end, is almost always going to be a synthetic. So whether it's, uh, you know, potassium iodide, um, if it has an iodide at the end of it, it's almost always a synthetic. Um, you also have the outliers, like ascorbic acid is uh, a synthetic, but it ends in acid, right? So, um, you know, uh, beta carotene, like you just need to know that can come from a natural source. 
It's just much more expensive. And so almost always it's going to come from a synthetic source. Um, and usually when you, uh, so the, the manufacturers list it right on the label in almost all cases, that's not a hundred percent of the cases because, uh, I know people that have gone in and asked the, the manufacturers directly and they're misleading them. I'll just say that. Um, but what the advertising is always talking about whole foods and they're this and they're all the thing is all about whole foods. But then you look at the label and you can, if you're actually understand how it's written, you can immediately see that it's all synthetics and some of the, pretty much all the major brands. If you look at the nutrients, when they're all comprehensive, they're just all synthetic. Um, not all, maybe 95% or 90%. Right. But so that's, uh, just learning how to read that. And there's a good book that I bought years ago that really explained it, went down to into each nutrient. I'm trying to remember the name of it. Uh, I'll send it to you after this, but it was a great way of reading each ingredient. Um, and that was a big step in my learning towards always wanting to have that. Cool. All right. Thank you. And, um, so if you're listening to this, we would have already received the book. So I'll put it in the show notes for you guys in Going to the next level then, and next level, I mean, all right, some people are going to be listening. I've already, I knew to avoid the synthetic. I, I have a whole food, foods, uh, multivitamin, whatever. And so maybe they're on that. But the one thing that I always thought in my head, and you kind of already touched on this, was this idea of, I know one of the reasons these companies do this is because it's astronomically more expensive to get something from a whole food source than it is to just, again, create it in China in that case with uh, ascorbic acid. So when you are manufacturing this stuff, you also mentioned that you're actually getting the proper amounts of ingredients in because that's another thing I'm thinking even if it's a whole food supplement they're probably not going to have the proper amounts because I'm guessing there's a pricing issue so how do you deal with all of this like how do you deal with make sure you're getting that good quality I know you mentioned something about Iceland but we kind of uh we flew right through that part so how do we deal with the quality um keeping it reasonable price when actually still getting all these high quality ingredients and the right amounts well so it's a, my product is not inexpensive. Uh, and that has been a struggle. So just to give you an idea, I mean, these, uh, in my vitamin C blend of berries is 20 times more expensive than if I bought ascorbic acid, it's actually more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the zinc that I buy, um, is a guava leaf extract and, uh, it's organic and that's, I forgot if it's 35 or 45 times more. It's in one of actually one of my presentations I do. And the iodine that I mentioned, that's, you know, that's whatever, 45 times more expensive. I mean, it's just then potassium iodide. It's just very expensive, right? And pretty much across the board, but it, where I, I am going to make a multivitamin, it'll be coming out in July. So but that multivitamin will all be whole foods. It will take many capsules because it's whole foods. Right. And, um, and it will be less than my other like smoothie products, but the smoothie product, the thing that I like about that is I put in a full blend of mushrooms. I put in a full blend of greens, like not just the, the stuff to get folate and things like that, but it's, there's a cruciferous blend and it's a lot of stuff, right? There's a prebiotic, but none of that's in a multivitamin. So it's expensive, but it's very comprehensive. And, um, and it's kind of a perfectionistic product, at least because it's such a passion of mine and I really wanted to do it right. So it's not going to be for everybody, but it is a unique, uh, it is unique in that there's nothing like it on the market, at least currently. And there's a reason why there's nothing like it because it is expensive and kind of sure. Well, and fair enough. And I, I mean, this in the best way possible is I love what you're doing. I would almost go as far as to correct what you're saying, because I don't I don't think it is expensive. Like I, I meant that when I was talking about it before. Expensive, in my opinion, maybe I'm missing the definition, but is relative to what you get. I mean, some of the lab tests that our clients use, I mean, you might literally have one client that's utilizing $1,500 worth of labs. Now, if that showed us nothing, that would be pretty expensive. What a waste of money, right? But I can get enough insight as an FDN practitioner that I'm not making a claim. This is a factual statement. We have had clients go through the program that spent another couple thousand on our sessions and $1,500 on the labs. They had a thyroid condition autoimmune beforehand, and then they were in remission by the end of that condition, uh, end of that program, even though they had had this for 10 years beforehand. So if that person spent $20,000 on what we did, 
it's not expensive at all. It's a, it's great. You saved their life. You really changed the entire trajectory. So I would um, I'd give yourself credit for what you're doing because yeah, it, it takes some guts to actually innovate and to actually do the right thing because you know if someone's just walking down if this was in a, a store, right? And you're walking down and you see both products, you're like, well, that's too expensive. That Then you would think that. But if you can actually hear it through, it's clear that you're trying to do the right thing and offer people this um, in a way that matters. I love that the multivitamin's coming out in July. I'm, I'm actually very interested in that part. And I do, I don't know if people would call it a smoothie because it's not the most fun ingredients, but it's an Ev shake is what I call it. And I'd love to add it into that. So that would be kind of interesting. Where do we think, um, like where is Western medicine missing the mark on this other than the obvious. I mean, how is it that you and I, it seems like reasonably intelligent guys, certainly yourself with your background. How is it though, that we can go online and we can read the books and look at the studies and come across this stuff. And then yet some of the best doctors in the country are still not recommending the things that someone like you is talking about. Mind boggling. I have no idea. A friend of mine recently had a heart attack and he went to the emergency room. They actually sent him home because they weren't, they didn't see it as a heart attack yet. And he went home and he was still feeling crappy. So he went back, they sent him home again and he was still not feeling well. And he was like, I'm not going to go. And his, his girlfriend was just like, no, you're going, something's wrong. So he, they brought him in. They ended up, he was having a heart attack on that time. And they, they did all this magic that is Western medicine. Then they put in some stents, which are not a long-term solution and um, sent him home with no nutritional advice, no, no checking into what he was doing. He was having a pint of ice cream before bed every single night. And at one time he was fully diabetic. So if you understand what that means, I mean, he's so off the rails with nutrition. So they just basically patted him on the back and sent him home and said, you're good to go. We've put in stents. That is not accurate. Um, and so I do not understand the disconnect. There are many different ways of dealing with what he has specifically, right? But the same thing for cancer. I'll give you an example of just one thing. So a very large meta-analysis recently came out looking at cruciferous vegetables and cancer. And cruciferous vegetables, I'm sure your, your listeners know, or like broccoli, cauliflower, kale, um, cabbage, things like that, right? And those have a substance called sulforaphane. And um, that's been shown to be very preventative of cancer. And so in this large meta-analysis, basically the, the authors came out and said, those people that have three to four servings a week of cruciferous vegetables across the board of all cancers, lower their cancer risk by 40%. Wow. So if, if that is accurate, let's just assume for a second that it is. I, I don't know about you, but I've been involved with many people that have died of cancer. And that one thing right there would be amazing to have out because even if it didn't keep them from getting cancer, maybe it will lower the metastasis rate because it will block angiogenesis because it's been shown to be that along with things like turmeric, along with things like omelet powder, these are all very much going to slow down that process of angiogenesis or the creating of a blood supply to any uh, tumor that's created. So uh, the tumor can't get any bigger than the head of a pin by itself without a blood supply. Mm -hmm. Without a blood supply, tumors are not dangerous. It's only when they get a blood supply. So if you can block that from happening, you can change the outcome drastically. And so to me, that is a really good way to start. And all of those things are in my product because of that reason, but I don't leave it there. If somebody makes a smoothie, like every day I make a smoothie and I always put a cruciferous vegetable. In it. And then if somebody were actually treating cancer, I would say, don't put in a normal cruciferous vegetable. I would say, put in broccoli sprouts because they have 10 to 100 times what broccoli, which is the highest form of a cruciferous for sulforaphane, it has 10 to 100 times that amount. And you can actually have um, efficacious doses for the cancer that they currently have, as opposed to just preventing it, which is a very different thing. Wow. Do you, um, how would this mix in? Because we, our practitioners have a variety of different dietary backgrounds. We're actually not of course, we always recommend whole foods, but we're not particularly strict in that area. Like 
some of us do really well on certain things and others don't do as well. We have practitioners in long-term ketosis. We have practitioners that wouldn't touch it with a 10 foot pole. So if someone, for example, though, is on a ketogenic diet or whatever, like, could they add this in? Because I know that there's the smoothie aspect. Is this something that has some natural sugars and carbohydrates in, or is this something congruent with someone in ketosis? Because I'm thinking, a lot of these people out there get into keto, not because they were bored one day and said they want to try that. No one has ever said that. They do it because they feel like hell. And so they're removing a lot of stuff. They're putting their body in a more anti-inflammatory state, which is wonderful. But I do think about unless they're actually doing like the whole organ meat thing, which might have its own complexities, they're actually probably missing a lot of the micronutrient side. So I'm like, all right, well, you nailed the macro side, perhaps for your your own body and your unique uh, unique individual needs. But what about this micro side? Could someone add it in for pretty much any diet? Yeah, they're going to have to be careful that it, the way they make it so they don't throw themselves out of ketosis, right? Because uh, otherwise you're, you're, you're walking a fine line whenever you're dealing with ketosis, right? In yeah. staying into that level. So, um, but the, the product itself should not throw people out, but how you make the smoothie will. So, so somebody with the multivitamin, they could do that. Um, but personally, I would be doing a very low carbohydrate uh, version of, of a smoothie. And that would be, it would have to be really well done. And but be with like something like avocado, be uh, some berries, and then probably water. I mean, it would be a very low carbohydrate and the berries would only be a certain amount, but they are very low in terms of um, glucose as well. So, um, but yeah, and people on a um, ketogenic diet really need to be very careful that they're um, that they're doing all these good things in terms of it's kind of an elimination diet to a great degree, right? And that's why I think a lot of them are having such success with that that component of it. Um, I would say you have to do it right because otherwise the long term can be right very hard, especially on women from my perspective. Mm -hmm. um, but to get those nutrients in would be really valuable because it would be hard to get uh, comprehensive nutrition in for them uh, on all the things. They'll be missing some micronutrients in most cases. Excellent. And so May 2023, when we're recording this, by July, though, that multivitamin, when it comes out, I mean, obviously, that would be good to go then, right? They could add this in pretty easily. Absolutely. Sweet. All right, Stephen. Nice. Um, I think that you just hit a, a huge thing for, I think, a lot of our audience. That'll be cool. Um, with that all said, you know, it's not often that I can do this, but so often we're talking just to the client side of things on these shows. But I know our practitioners' ears are lighting up because one, they might want to use your products with their clients, but they're going to want to use it themselves. And so since the practitioners are already probably pretty engaged in this conversation, if, if I may, I'd actually like to ask a business question. How did how are you finding um, success with the entrepreneurial side of this? Because we have some people that go through our program and they crush it, man. Like by the next year, jobs quit that they didn't want to be at and they're doing the FDN thing. We have others three years in. Um, it's rarer, thankfully, and increasingly rarer, but they're still kind of fumbling around. And I believe it's more of a consciousness and mindset thing. So for yourself, I mean, you literally jumped into a completely different industry and you're selling something that is at, at least somewhat fairly niche, even in the natural space, because you have to demand that high of a quality um, in your product. So how have you dealt with maybe that entrepreneurial shift? Well, this wasn't done as a business decision. I know this is going to sound funny, but uh, basically I had uh, coaching from the former president of Balance Bar. Uh, his name's Dick Lamb. He's here in Santa Barbara, and he was kind enough to kind of coach us. He was part of a, a program. And I've spent a, a small fortune on this, and I'll be curious to see how this goes. But Bottom line is he said, make it taste good. The current version in the, by the time this comes out, we'll, we'll have a, a flavored version. And I did that under duress because I'd rather just stay with the unflavored for people that are not going to mix it into a smoothie. They need to have something so that they can, they'll take it every day mm -hmm. um, or five, six times a week at least. So I'm making a flavored version, but he was said, make it taste good. The current version, I wouldn't say tastes great you need to mix it into a smoothie. He sure. said, make it really inexpensive. It's not super inexpensive. It's expensive, right? It's really high quality stuff. He said, make it super convenient. I'm putting it into a smoothie. Like that requires effort on the, the product. So I went down this path and he said, make have a, a high profit margin. 
it doesn't. I mean, basically you can see I've put all this money into the product itself because it's again, it's a passion project. So I've gone outside of the normal business model. I have been in the business model of, or in my aerospace company that I had in my real estate company I've had in um, a solar development company that I've had. Those have been all businesses that I've been trying to make money. This is not that case. This is, I want to actually change people's lives. And I think that they can't really, they can, if they show up, I will guarantee the results because it's, it, it, but they have to show up. That's the key thing. And if they do, I'm doing a test right now. I'm in, uh, with five more people. I've done with five people and the results that we got were fantastic. And it's a, it's a clear understanding of what they just need to do. It's just, uh, having them do it. So, okay. So then it was, I kind of got what you meant, but then to be concise, one of your business strategies is staying with your integrity, no matter what, despite the recommendations from even really well, it's either going to stay with it or it's not going to be here because I, I'm not going to, it's not going to be filled full of synthetics. Um, I, and you know, me making a multivitamin, that is a step down, but I want to meet people with where it is, but it stays within the integrity of the company in terms of it is all uh, whole foods, right? So that to me is, uh, what I, am. you know, that is my promise to people that are going to use this product. But, you know, from a business perspective, I don't know, we'll see. But I think, you know, I think people are going to see real results. And, and they're gonna, if they spend the time to understand what this is about, I think it makes a lot of sense. It really does. Well, I think you're on the right podcast. And there's and there's many out there like this, right, where they're, the majority of people might not make these sacrifices. But like our practitioners, before they've even come to FDN, a lot of them have spent ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars plus on their health trying to figure this stuff out. So even and I'm a younger guy, and I'll still spend the money that I can because I'm more focused on the results and feeling good and enjoying my life, right, to the degree that I'm able while I'm here than I am about a few extra dollars on that. And the good news is, so many of our practitioners save money in other space because we're not the people going to the bar every weekend, right? We we have these healthy habits, so um, we're not eating out as much because we probably eat at home more, and so it, it kind of all uh, works out nicely. With this said, though. You have definitely had some pretty cool, it seems like, testimonials or transformations with people who have uh, followed your philosophy and, and worked with these products so far. So I'm just curious, is there anything that sticks out at the top of your head? Like what's a really cool transformation that maybe someone underwent by just simply adding this stuff into their life? Well, so I pitched a local influencer here in town uh, and I said, hey, this, his name was For his name is Forrest Galante. Uh, he's the the host of Animal Planet and Discovery, and he's not only just the star of that show. He's actually he's the one who produces the show, and he's on like Joe Rogan all the time. He's always flying off all over. And I said, "Hey, Forrest, how about this? I'll bring you a smoothie, you know, for the next three months, and we'll take your blood beforehand, and we'll take your blood afterwards. All I need from you is to actually take the smoothie." And he's like, "Sign me up." So we did a whole series of blood tests and I told him in advance, I said, Hey, I'm not sure how much this is going to make a difference to you because it's not a huge amount of time, but, um, you know, well, let's give it a try because you're in great shape. He's 34 years old. It looks like a Greek God. He, you know, he works out, uh, you know, six days a week. I mean, he looks fantastic. Right. But when we got his numbers back, he was pre-diabetic. He was, his inflammation of those listening know what a CRP is or C-reactive protein. He was 10.9. You're not supposed to be a 10.9. You're supposed to be under one, right? So he was way high in that. His oxidative stress as measured by um, uh, F2 isoprostein and uh, 8-OHDG. The, the first is a lipid oxidation level and the other one is a DNA damage. They were off the chart. I mean, the, the 8-OHDG was the where it gets to the red zone where you don't want to be was at like 390, he was 1,048, like to give you an example, like he was just way over. So by the end of it, and as it turns out, he had to go to Australia and Africa and all these other things. So he left early. So we only had five and a half weeks in the end, not three months, but his uh, C-reactive protein inflammation marker went from 10.9 to 1.6. So still not perfect, but way better. 
his A1C went from 5.7, marker for blood sugar, for those that don't know, uh, went from the bottom end of pre-diabetic and went to 5.0. That's a fantastic result. That is where you want to be. And then his F2 isoprostane, um, I don't remember the exact number, but went from like 1,000 and something and dropped by 52%. His uh, 8-OHDG, which again is the DNA damage, usually from oxidative stress, but it can be from a bunch of things, went from 1,048 to 335. Like these are massive differences. And now I made those smoothies. I didn't know what he was dealing with when I first started doing it, but I made those smoothies and I made them very healthy. And he had them, you know, roughly six times a week, only for five and a half weeks. But that was what the difference was. And so I get super excited by that. And so I'm, you know, we're continuing on and we're going to do another test probably in July. But the problem with it is he's always gone. So it's hard to to get it consistent. But sometimes he's just taking just the product by itself. Sometimes he's taking it with a smoothie but he's mostly doing it. So we're going to have another set of results in uh, a couple months. Excellent. So cool. Um, we actually, one of our tests uh, that we use in our core lab testing here uh, has 80HDG on it. So I was like, those numbers are crazy. That that transformation is is awesome. It really, that stuck out. That's on our metabolic wellness panel. Um, this is this is great, Stephen. Where can people find you if they'd like to order the products now or um, get in line for the multivitamin in July? Because this will be out definitely before then. So where can people find you? So the best place is just to go to our website. It's sosnutrients.com. So it's just sosnutrients, just spelled like nutrients.com. And it has a ton of information on there. Also, you can write in and I will personally answer it. Uh, you know, um, everything comes to me and I will happily jump on a phone call or there's no obligation or anything. Again, it's just my passion. So I'm happy to sit down and oh. chat with anybody and kind of show them uh, and go over what they could expect. Uh, cool. I know that you're not an FDN or anything. I get that. But you have no idea how much you relate actually to our audience. It's just it's so clear that your heart's in the right place and all that stuff. Um, so we will have that in the show notes. I'm also I'm just genuinely interested in what you're doing. I'm the type of person that will pay for someone that goes to those extreme levels. That's what I have found to be best. So I'll also keep you guys as the audience updated uh, what happens with me. I'm already in a pretty good state of health, but I I've been known to work a little excessively because I, I love what we do. And if it can even help me with that, man, I'm I'm good to go. So thank you so much for coming on today. And th this was honestly way more than I expected. This was fantastic. Thank you. Well, fantastic. I really appreciate ha you having me on. And I'm going to send you a discount code that you can have and you can give out to your, to your uh, audience. And um, yeah, and yeah, for anybody that's interested, feel free to reach out and would love to chat. Thanks, David. All right. Take care.